We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the fifth and final piece in Hilchus Bikurim. This is Perak Yud Halacha Yud Dalid. And the case that the Rambam is discussing has to do with Reishis Hagez, the first shearings of the animal which the farmer is supposed to give to the Kohen. But Rab Chaim's main conceptual idea is again going to center on an issue of Chala. And this is an issue that he's touched on in Hilchus Chametzu Matzah, Perak Vav Halacha Hey, and in the third piece in Hilchus Bikur in Perak Vav Halacha Yotest, which is that Reb Chaim believes the obligation of Chala really devolves on the dough more so than on the person themselves. And earlier this has played out that he thinks the shear, the minimum measurement of dough in order to be obligated in Chala, is really a Halacha in the dough, not so much in the person making the dough. So similarly in this piece, he's going to expand on that basic concept and argue that the mitzvah of chala is on the cheftza, on the object of the dough, and not on the gavra, on the person making the dough. The Rambam's talking about a case of partners who own an animal and they shear it. And he rules that partners are obligated in reishis hagez, That's on condition that they each have a sufficient shear they both have a measurement that would be obligated, meaning they own together 10 animals, so each side's worth is a minimum of five animals, which is the minimum shear. But, says the Rambam, if they only own five animals together, then they're each putter, because each side has less than the minimum required amount to be obligated in the mitzvah. Now, this issue of partners who own an animal is a debate in the Gemara in Chulin Daf Kuflamid Hay between Rabbi Loy and the Chachamim. Rabbi Loy holds that partners who own animals are putter from the mitzvah of Rashis Hagez, and the Chachamim hold that they're obligated. So the Rambam who rules that partners are obligated in Rashis Hagez, the Radvaz in his commentary and the Gra in his commentary on Shulchan Aruch Yerodea Simen Shin Lamed Gimel point out that the Rambam is ruling like the Chachamim's stricter position that partners are obligated in this mitzvah. What that means is the Radvaz and the Gra understand that the debate between Rabbi Eloi and the Chachamim is in a case where they own 10 animals, so there is enough of a shear for each partner, and still Rabbi Eloi holds that they're putter in that case. Meaning according to Rabbi Eloi, the partnership itself exempts them from this mitzvah, not the lack of a shear. So the Rambam who rules that when there's enough shear, they're both obligated, holds like the Chachamim. But when there's an insufficient shear for both sides, so the two partners own five animals together, then everyone, even the Chachamim, would agree that they're exempt because they're missing the basic shear. Now the Minchas Chinuch and Mitzvah Tov Kuf Ches argues against this interpretation of the debate between Rabbi Eloi and the Chachamim. And he says that in fact the Rambam rules like Rabbi Eloi that partners are exempt from the mitzvah of Rashi's Hagez. But the Rambam interprets that the whole debate between Rabbi Eloi and the Chachamim is only when there's an insufficient shear. There the Chachamim say that they're still obligated because together they own enough, even though each side alone doesn't own enough. And Rabbi Loy argues that they're exempt, which is how the Rambam rules. But in a case where there's 10 animals, so each side alone would have the proper shear. So then everyone, even Rabbi Loy, would agree 
that the partners are obligated, and that's how the Rambam rules. And the question the Menchas Chinuch has on the approach of the Radvaz and the Gra is based on a Rambam earlier in Hilchus Bikurim in Parak Vav with regard to Chala, where the Rambam says that if two partners own dough, so then they're obligated to take Chala, even if there's not a double shear. So there's not enough measurement for each side on their own but together the partnership has enough, so they're obligated in challah. Unless one of the partners is a non-Jew, in which case they're exempt if the Jew doesn't have enough of a shear on his own. But if both partners are Jews, you don't need a double shear in order to be obligated, but the partnership is obligated to take challah from even one measurement. So the Menchas wants to know why is Chala different than Reishis Hagez? If the Rambam holds that partnerships are exempt from doing the mitzvah of Reishis Hagez until they have enough shior for each side to have the measurement, so then why is Chala any different? So the Menchas explanation for why there's a difference between Reishis Hagez and Chala is like we just said, that the Rambam holds like Rab Eloi. That's why when it comes to Reishis Hagez, the partners, if they only own five animals, are both exempt. But the Gemara in Chulin says explicitly that Chala is an exception, and Rabbi Loy agrees that partners are obligated. So that's why the Rambam rules more stringently with regard to Chala that partners would be obligated, even without a double measurement. So the Minchas Chinuch's approach explains the distinction the Rambam makes between Reishis Hagez versus Chala, and it's based on the idea that the Rambam is following the Psak of Rabbi Eloi, and the Rambam interpreted that Rabbi Eloi is only lenient when there's an insufficient shear for both sides. But if there's a double measurement, then even Rabbi Eloi agrees that both partners would be obligated. And again, that's different than the Radvaz and the Gra who maintain the opposite reading of that debate between Rabbi Eloi and the Chachamim, and they hold that the Rambam's ruling is in accordance with the Chachamim. Now, Rab Chaim asks a bomb question on the Minchas Chinuch's approach, because the Gemara in Chulin expands the debate between Rabbi Eloi and the Chachamim also to the case of Truma. So in that case too, if two partners own produce, according to the Chachamim, they have to take Truma, whereas according to Rabbi Eloi, they don't. And Rab Chaim asks that there is no shior for truma. Any amount of produce is obligated in truma. So it seems very clear from the Gemara that Rabbi Eloi and the Chachamim are debating even in a case where there is sufficient measurement for either side, which is every case of truma, because so long as there's any amount of produce, they could split it up and both sides would still be obligated to take truma. And the Gemara assumes that in that case of truma too, Rabbi Eloi would be lenient and exempt them simply because they're part of a partnership. In other words, Rabbi Eloi's position is not based on the fact that there's an insufficient measurement for either side. It's based on the idea that the partnership itself exempts them from doing mitzvahs like Reishis Hagez or Truma, as opposed to Chala, which they're still obligated to do. But that's in line with the Radvaz and the Graz reading of the debate that they're arguing even where there's enough measurement for both sides, Rabbi Eloi still holds that they're exempt. But if there's only enough measurement for them to be obligated together, so then the Chachamim agree that they're exempt, and that's what the Rambam ruled. 
So basically, Rab Chaim is back to the approach of the Radvaz and the Gra, but there's still the lingering question of the Minchas Chinuch from Chala. If the Rambam rules that when there's not enough measurement for either side alone to be obligated, then they're exempt, why is Chala different that they're still obligated in such a case? So basically, where the Minchas Chinuch questioned the interpretation of the Gra from the case of Chala, Rab Chaim's turning around and questioning the Minchas Chinuch's approach from the case of Truma, which leads him back to the approach of the Gra, but there's still the lingering question of how to differentiate between Reishis Hagez and Chala. So Rab Chaim's going to turn to that issue and he's going to offer a conceptual distinction between Reishis Hagez and Chala. And the distinction he makes is a very well-known brisker one, it's rooted in the Gemara itself, between a Gavra and a Chefza. Some obligations are on the person and some are on the chefza, on the object. Rab Chaim argues that Reshis Hagez is an obligation on the person, whereas Chala is an obligation on the object of the dough. When it comes to Chala, the obligation and the measurement are on the chefza, on the object of dough. Once you have dough, which is of the proper measurement, so that's called an isa, dough, and that becomes obligated to take chala. So that's exactly why there doesn't need to be enough of a measurement for each of the partners. So long as there's a measurement in total, you can combine all of the partner shares together to be obligated in chala because the obligation is on the dough itself. Itself. So it doesn't matter that there's multiple partners, each with their own portion, because the dough itself is called an isa, and therefore it becomes obligated. But that's different than Reishis Hagez, which is on the farmer, and that has two aspects. First of all, the obligation does not lie in the shearings, because the Gemara explicitly says that there's no tevel. When it comes to produce or dough, there's permitted and prohibited mixed together, and the truma and the challah need to be separated so that the rest becomes permitted. But there is no prohibited part of the shearings that needs to be given to the Kohen to permit the rest. So that means this is not an obligation within the object, it's a mitzvah that the farmer has to do. And the second aspect is that the she or the measurement is not in the shearings, but it's in the farmer's mitzvah. The proof for that, says Rab Chaim, is if the farmer shears one animal and then sells it and then shears the second animal and then sells it, he's still obligated, as the Rambam writes later on in Bikurim Yud Tesvav. Even though he at no moment had all five animals sheared together. So there was never an object which combined the whole measurement as is necessary for Chala, but rather just owning five animals, even if he shears them and sells them one after the next, is going to obligate him in the mitzvah of Reishis Hagez. So both aspects of Chala, which were inherent in the dough itself, the obligation as well as the measurement, when it comes to Reishis Hagez, both of those devolve on the farmer, but neither of them is inherent in the wool itself. So that's going to explain very nicely why the Rambam holds with regard to Reishis Hagez that the two partners' portions don't combine to obligate them in the mitzvah because the wool itself, even if both portions are together, is not going to create the obligation. And each of the partners on their own is not going to be obligated because they don't have the minimum of five sheep in order to be obligated. So that's why the Rambam rules that only if each side alone would have the minimum obligation 
then the Gavra, the farmer himself, could have an obligation of Reishis Hagez, and he would be obligated to do that. So the distinction between Chala dough and the wool shearings is that the Chala mitzvah and the measurement is in the dough, so that we can combine two different partners together. Whereas Reishis Hagez is on the partners themselves, so their portions are not going to combine together in order to be obligated. Each one has to have their own measurement of owning five sheep. So all of this is in line with the Graz interpretation of the Chachamim, that they only exempt the partners when they don't have the proper measurement, but there is no inherent exemption of partnership. So if they own 10 sheep together, then each partner would be obligated, which is how the Rambam rules. And the question that the Menchas Chinuch asked from the case of Chala, Rab Chaim's answered based on a conceptual distinction. Chala is different even for the Chachamim, and they agree that even if there is no minimum shear for each side, the partnership is itself obligated to take Chala based on this conceptual distinction between Chala and Reishis Hagez. So that's the key point that Rab Chaim is analyzing in this piece, this distinction between these two mitzvahs. And the key conceptual point with regard to Chala is that Chala is not a mitzvah on the person making the dough, but the obligation as well as the measurement are inherent in the dough itself.